All right, welcome back for week two of Bones Theater. Round two of Samurai Cop. My God, the, leading in with that beautiful fuck music. Um, it's, it's beautiful. I mean, Tasteful. it's dangerous. Sorry, I know everybody out there with penises erect right Whoa. now. It's just that but kind hey, of music. But hey, if we're going to self-isolate, we might as well be fucking while we're doing that's what I was thinking today. I was like, I wonder how many babies are going to be born in this self-isolation the period. Gonna... Well, that's when no, they don't die. They don't. So only old people that are dying. Yeah, they did. Uh, there is a case where a baby was born from a mother with corona, and the baby didn't get corona from the mother. So there's that. Got that going for that's us. Good. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. But Murray in light of all this bad news, we had some good news because uh, again, it was our birthday a while ago. I forget how long ago it was at this well, point of the yeah. recording. I don't how did I don't know how this happened, but somehow a week ahead of time. Yeah. We usually just as soon as we finish we just put it up. Oh my we're god. We're like yeah. a week ahead of time, so it's weird. We're trying it, to adjust. To us it's a week ago, but it's really two weeks for you guys to listen. Yes. But it still hurts. It still hurts. It still hurts. So I was always like excited. I got a club up my ass. It feels like you got a club at And it hurts. <sighs> this is not good because I'm not a cake eater. And you were all excited for this pistachio cake. I'm not cake. either, but you're right. I was excited. I, on our, our hugely underrated Veronica episode, I was just touting. Yeah. I couldn't wait for my ice cream cake, pistachio ice cream, You couldn't white stop cake, talking about ice cream ice on that cream. episode. It's really unlike you. Because it, I just, it's once a year, Griff, so it's yeah. special because yeah. your birthday's only once a year. Exactly. That's this, that is statistically error-proof. Once a year. That's it. So... <sighs> I'm getting the vibe that this cake situation didn't go so well. Well, I, you must be able to read eyes because... <laughs> I absolutely can. Yes. Uh, you know, Griff, you know, I, despite the way you try to portray me on this show, I'm actually a pretty good guy. I'm a decent guy. I don't ask much from life. You yeah. know, I just... I don't have much. I don't ask for much. Oh, okay. But on my birthday... All I wanted was a was that ice cream cake, white cake, pistachio ice cream. Right. And all I got to say is I'm telling these motherfuckers, Griff, I respect the Indian people of this country who are honest businessmen. And yeah, this is the land of opportunity for legitimate business, Griff. Not for shysters who give me a chocolate fucking birthday cake with mint ice cream when my mother ordered a white cake with pistachio ice cream. Griff, if I want mint flavor, I'll brush my fucking teeth. Fuck mint ice cream. And then it gets worse, Griff. My elderly mother, my elderly mother, Griff, senior citizen, who braved the coronavirus-ridden streets to pick up this cake for her baby boy's birthday is told over the phone that she did not order said pistachio cake and got the correct cake even though she has the correct order receipt in front of her fucking face and she's the one who's wrong. Murray, I just... I, I, and I'm, I'm telling these motherfuckers when she returned said cake... And was offered either one of the shitty fucking freezer burned cakes in the display case that had been sitting there for God knows how long, Griff. In its place, 
or a refund. And when she asked for the refund, they actually charged her card again with a previous fucked up cake. Baskin Robbins manager, before you can threaten to call the police and have me escorted out, I'll have your stinking body in a garbage bag and ship it back to India for curry. Got it? Excuse me, Melly. Oh, by the way, what's an all-American dog like you doing with a geek like this? I'm not that big of a geek. We're doing okay. You're kind of a geek. But everything I said is true, Griff. I did not exaggerate anything. <laughs> that actually happened. Well, Murray, it sounds like you at least got a cathartic release out of it. These motherfuckers. And by the way, this guy would have been an asshole no matter what ethnicity is. It yeah. had nothing to do. He just happened to be Indian. Yeah. But I'm not sure. All I got to say is, Everyone avoid the Baskin-Robbins on Updike Road in Auburn Hills, Michigan. Never go there. They're going to fuck your order up and say it's your fault. Ugh. I hate it. And you even have a receipt to prove that you got Yes. <laughs> and they were like, no, ma'am, you're wrong. You're fucking wrong. My mom's looking at it right here. And it's like, it says everything. Yeah. And then my mom goes up there. I Like I said, everything I said in that rant was true. My mom goes up there with my sister. My sister's she's not good for anything except this kind of situation. Oh, yeah. She gets heated about she these. She is very much the... White woman, can I, I want to speak to the manager type? That we call those Karens. Yeah. Was she Karen the fuck out of this guy because she actually called the cops? No. Nope. I'm not kidding. She called the cops. I was like, even if I was there, I would have been like, no. Please right? fucking call them. Call chill on that. But yeah, it was like, it's a $30 cake. Just fucking say, here, just get the fuck out of my store. Take this. Jesus. No, we had to fight tooth and nail. And literally, I think this is more from incompetence than like something else. But she really did get charged twice. Instead of taking yeah. it off, they charged her again. Some people don't operate too well in those situations when things get hot. So buttons can be But they pressed. didn't need yeah. to be hot. It could have been simply, customers always write, sorry for this mistake. Here's yeah, the this proper This isn't cake. even them trying to pull a fast one on them. It's like, you had the proof right there. Yeah. It's like, why give them a receipt with the printed out item? Well, I mean, and here's the thing. Okay, first of all, you cut in the cake, and it's chocolate cake, which I did not want. But I was like, whatever. Yeah. I'm cool with that. And then I bite it because it's, it's the, you know, how they make pistachio ice cream green. Yeah. So it's mint, so it's green too. So I'm just, I bite into it. I'm like, this is fucking mint. I hate mint. Yeah. And I was like, fuck this. I just fucking flipped the table over, let everything s- splatter everywhere. I was, oh, Murray. was a cake. And by, by the way, I still haven't had a cake. I, Griff was kind enough to get me some pistachio ice cream. Thank you, Griff. You're welcome. But if it wins, there's some cake on top of it. It's Where's just, the cake, Griff? I, I got no cake. I got chocolate pretzels. That's all uh, I can give maybe you. I can work that out. I might, yeah, we might be able to work but something yeah, but, out. Yeah, but so, like, when, you know. I have cheesecake. Every, this is a, these are very stressful times, Griff. I mean, we got the coronavirus going on. Yeah, how's quarantine going for you? I mean, are, seriously, I'm great. Are, you, are you working? I'm great. I can do whatever I want. You know why, Griff? What? Because I'm using peck jelly. That's what's smeared all over you right now. Yeah. Well, you've noticed that shine I was coming off. Man. Yeah. You asked me if I'd been on vacation. I'm like, no, I've been I, up here. This is why I was excited to hear about the cake experience. I was like, only a pistachio cake could have the, give someone that kind of glow. But you're saying that's peck jelly. Yeah, because it's guaranteed to 
repel all coronaviruses. Now, I know there is something stronger than the coronavirus that the deep state is hiding from us, well, though. Well, see, that's what's... Yeah, that, I don't know why they're not talking about this, because, first of all, who gives a fuck about coronavirus? Corona, it's, only, it's only killing old people. Murray, I'm just going to go ahead and say, corona is piggybacking off this much bigger, big brother of a germ, let's call it. Well, no, they're 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 hiding this this new bug that... I will say it's not deadly, but it all but it does fuck your day up. Of course, I'm talking about the Dudikoffs. The Dudikoffs. Uh, the symptoms are kind of similar, but you you get that weird shaggy hair. You're constantly like, well, you get there's a lot of symptoms. You got first of all, let me let me give out the list of symptoms. I, if you have these symptoms, people seek medical attention immediately. We we do need to inform everybody of these. First, it just starts with coughing because that's why it's called the Dudikoffs. Dudikoffs, yeah. And then you start getting a tightening of the vocal cord. Oh, and that explains. And then you start talking like this. Oh, no, you go high. Yeah. That's not good. And That's then good. you get confusion. You just you just you're like staring off into space. You, you're like like you're high. Does something ever happen where you have like out of body experiences? Well, you have you... you do have hallucinatory flashbacks where okay. you think you might be a ninja. You might have been trained by a ninja. Okay. And the the. One of the worst is you get Steve James withdrawal. No, that's not good. He's no, not. He's not with us anymore. Right. So you're just like you're just, and then you're all your your fingers start the joints start stiffening up into like these ninja power the ninja, symbols. Oh no, it's not good. It's not. I mean, how are you supposed to hold your coffee or apply your peck jelly to avoid the coronavirus? Well, if you I'm, have the I'm Dudikoff. glad you asked that, Griff, because Merman Industries has the answer for you. Don't we always? Don't we always? Do Are we going to pray to people through the TV? No, no, no. We have a product, Dudikoff Drops. Oh. And Simple I, as that. Now you, now, you know, Griff, the money is not in the cure. It's in treating the symptoms. So hmm. this will not cure your Dudikoffs, but if you have one in your mouth, it will stop the symptoms. Okay. Once it runs out, you've got to put another one in. Now, after you start going to the Steve James withdrawals, is it already too late or... No, it's never too late for never too late. Okay. Thank you. People would ask me that question, so let's get that I out. I mean, of the way. shit. I I'd take one before every episode just to get that smooth, rich baritone that you hear every episode. Yeah, you because when you come in, you're usually kind of high, but yeah. you take one of those, boom. Right, and fuck, I think you used about a, you went through a dozen last week when you were doing the Fujiyama impression. You just <laughs> shredded your vocal cords on that. Yeah, one. I I actually what I did, I smashed them up into little shards and swallowed them whole, so it kind of cut my throat too. That's how I channeled Fujiyami there. Fujiyami? Fujiyama. Fujiyama. So, yeah, people, Dudikoffs are the real enemy. Yep. Don't even pay attention to coronavirus. That's not going to hurt you. Yeah, no big deal. So when you get that $1,000 check that they've been promising everybody. Not, I know I won't get one. but yeah. Spend it on Dudikoff drops. Yeah, send it to just send it to Merman Industries. Yeah, we got we, a P.O. box. It's posted yes. everywhere. Yeah, we'll, we'll work it out. <laughs> And by the way, I want to say, for a limited time, we're going to be selling Peck Jelly for only double its normal price, which yeah. is a bargain, because most people are tripling, quadrupling. Yeah. We're just doubling it. And it wor- again, it works as good as all the hand sanitizers that people are hoarding up. Fuck that shit. Pap's Blue Ribbon. I mean, uh, what are we selling? Peck Jelly. Peck Jelly. Get Peck Jelly. Yeah. Speak, I'm glad you brought up that... that uh... What did you Perel? bring up? Perel. Yeah, fuck that shit, people. Use soap. 
They, I've read an article, soap works way better. Yeah, supposedly when you use the hand sanitizer, it's basically trapping things, germs. Uh, well, I thought the... it was just killing everything, even the good germs that protect well, you. Well, that's what it does do, but I thought it trapped or whatever. Well, but it's no, soap. I'm not in this. It's like, about all soap. kidding aside, yeah, the soap, I read this, literally read this article. It's like the you know, soap's made with fat, mm. and the fat's literally break down the coronavirus oh. and like make it fall apart. So that's why they're saying you soap and not fucking hand sanitizer. And by all means, people, stop hoarding toilet paper. What the fuck? What I think if doing? society collapses, my last worry is my ass is clean. Like, as what the a, fuck? As a huge fan of post-apocalyptic movies, has any one of them featured a withdrawal of toilet paper? No, I've never seen Mad Max wipe his ass once. Come on, people. It's not what we're getting. We're so, not going to have food in our bellies to take shit soon enough. Right. <laughs> Chill the fuck out with the toilet paper. What is going on? Oh, man. I mean, there's bidets out there, too. Yeah, everybody. that's the thing. If it got bad, I'd just jump in the shower and wash my ass. Like, I'm not. Why are you hoarding toilet paper? <laughs> all you need is one thing for like a month. So all the people who are saying America is doing great. This is your sign that no, nothing is great. <laughs> no, people but, are hoarding but you know what is going great? Our episode for Samurai Cop. So Murray, we got to catch people up because this is part two. Are you ready to catch people up? Yes, I am. Obviously, I'm there's ready not going to be get a, into this. We already we already did a trailer last week. We're doing the same movie. No need for a trailer. So we're going to do a little bit of a last week on Samurai Cop, and we'll just kind of breeze right through. We learned that the Katana Gang is ready to take over L.A. And they are a vicious gang. We know it because they've got a lot of goons and a lot of suits. So we're going to be on the look for them. But don't worry because one samurai cop will be coming in from beautiful San Diego, the toughest city around. Right. And he's going to he's gonna thwart these guys. He's specifically coming in to stop the Katana gang. So last time we were with you guys, we learned that we saw the confrontation between the Katana gang and Mark and Joe, our samurai cops. Yeah. And we got a very uh, sensitive uh, info dump from a Costa Rican waiter that our female lead father had killed himself. Very sensitive way. He said, bang, bang. And so we learned that's why she is in cahoots with Fujiyama because she's taking care of her, even though she's, a, she's an all-American girl. She's a beautiful and he's all-American a geek. girl. Yeah, he's a total geek. And so, as when we last left you, they're walking out. Yamashita, Robert Zadar, huddles his gang together and goes, we got to take these guys out. Yeah, they walk up to, Joe and Frank walk up to their car and they see that it's, a, I think it got tampered with, it got fucked with or something. I think they were just fucking around. I don't know, they were just standing out there. And then we see Yamashita walk out with an Uzi. And he's got all his men lined up. He's putting. He's, he doesn't have his Uzi yet. Like in classic, he's hiding the Uzi. Like in classic martial arts movies, he's lining. He's lining his henchmen up. All right, one at a time. Yep. Attack these guys. I mean, that's the only way to do it. He follows the law of samurai. So of course you're gonna fight the bushido one code. At a time. The bushido code. So the first guy we get out there is, is a big black dude, and of course he's he, he's way bigger than Joe. He's gonna take Joe down, but no, or is he? Or is he exactly? Because Joe handles them like it's nothing. He handles all of them like they're nothing. They're coming at him one at a time. I I like how they stepped up the armor, uh, the 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 weaponry though, because you get the one guy, the the first guy comes out without anything and just tries to fist the cuffs. Joe wipes the floor with. Doesn't them. he knock him into the truck and handcuffs him? He, he handcuffs the black guy. Yeah, and then the second guy comes out and he has a katana. And Frank's like, Joe, you're not going to go fight him hand, hand v. hand, are you? 
And then Joe waves back to Frank. He just does this weird little grab nice in the air. Nice little Raiders of the Lost Ark callback. There's also another uh, George Lucas callback coming up here in a second. So Frank shoots this, the, the wannabe little... All the people who have katanas in this movie are like the geekiest little dudes. Well, that's like in real life. It is like, like they're like, mom ninjas. Like if yeah. you're not in like Japan, you're usually a geek if you yeah. have a samurai sword. So he, he, Geek One's got his nice plaid shirt on, tucked, tucked into his in, jeans, yeah. <laughs> pulls out a katana. Frank shoots him right in the fucking you know that same shoulder spot. And right. Everybody gets shot in. So Joe sees his opportunity, runs in, fucking like throws his body into the center of this little geek. And steals the katana when another guy comes down. And I believe this was the friendly guy who jumps down. He's got that beautiful long hair. He's got a little revolver and he comes out and he's like, guys, can you please stop? Come on, let's all get along. And Joe does not have any patience for pleasantries right now. He's in full fucking bright rage mode. Yeah. And you know what? He pulls a Star Wars and just cuts his fucking arm off. Nah, well, Star Wars is a hand. But. I know, but they yeah, went cuts, well, they went and, one better. And they, they did a nice move. It looked just like it looked like they just put like a PVC pipe like in his sleeve and just put some ketchup on it. And he's like, ah, I love this. Everybody's like disturbed. Everyone's puking, and uh yeah. Oh shit, Yama Yamashita. Yamashita. He is just livid. So he pulls out a well, little. First, they they think we think everything's done because he's taken out all the the goons. Yeah, and so they start handcuffing the ones that they left alive. So Joe goes to handcuff the black guy next to his like Toyota Tercel or whatever she car. Oh that yeah, Joe yeah, had. yeah. Okay. And then Yamashita's like, "Well, I guess I have to do this. I can't count on anybody." And yeah. he whips out his Uzi. Fortunately, this black man's very fat, so Joe can hide behind him, and he uses him as a shield. <laughs> and then we see it's like they don't even have like squibs, so they shoot him with a paintball gun. You so, see the guy looking at the man who's shooting him with like he's, he's like, now now direct now. Yeah. And then he's, he's trying to brace himself for it. Yeah. Oh yeah, that would hurt. It would. And and then uh, Joe like dives down and like crawls underneath the car or something. Yeah, they're they're trying to avoid obviously the spray of bullets, get a clean shot at Yama. Yeah, because Yamashita's like, I don't care. He's shooting his own men. He doesn't yeah. fucking care. Well, Frank is calling that out. He's like, Why is he shooting <laughs> his own men? It's the way of the Bushida. He doesn't want anybody alive. Code Every- of silence. Code of silence. Thank. I mean, we've already seen he kills his own people. Does it all the time. That's probably why they're on like fifth string. You know people later on in the movie and then i think yamashita blows up one of the cars too doesn't yeah after after he runs out of ammo he just rolls a grenade under the cars that's right um yeah blows it up and and they dive away and they're like wow that was fucked up i think we gotta go back to the stage this is when frank's car's all fucked up now oh yeah and then we get this very sensitive uh joke okay there's conflicting reports on this According to Matt Hannon, he says these were all Amir Shervan lines, and I, I tend to believe Matt Hannon when it comes to this. Mark said they came up with this joke. I just can't believe they would come up with this joke because yeah. it's, it's very. It's not even that it's racist that makes it bad. It's just so bad. Like it's, yeah. it's so. It, it fits in very well with this movie, and so I love the fuck out of it. But it is it is ridiculous. So Frank's like, God, look what they've done to my car. Captain Rome is going to burn my ass. Yeah, he's going to burn it charcoal black. And then Frank's like, "It is black." Oh. Run right on! And then they do a fucking high. F- they do a low five. 
and it's like, oh, like I, yeah. I don't even feel queasy about the racism about it. It's just that it's such a, oh, it's such a bottom of the barrel racist joke. I, I, I don't. It's one of the. And it's, it's there's, the and there's more parts, people. Yeah. I don't know. It gets worse later on. But yeah, that was. Oh. So God. as promised in our last episode, we had the lawyer. You may remember him from my great yeah, uh, Tony. Tony the lawyer. Tony the lawyer. And he's actually going to go see the chief. And so, I mean, Frank's already got bad news, but now you got a lawyer breathing down his ass. So the lawyer's in there, and he's getting chewed out by the captain. He's like, I'm going to take you guys to court. You motherfucker! Good luck taking me to court. I'm going to see you in fucking hell. What motherfucking law school did you fucking go to, you cocksucking motherfucker? So the guy starts to leave, and he goes... Get a job! <laughs> He's a lawyer. He's a lawyer. Get a real job. Get a- because you're a fucking bitch if you're a lawyer. Oh, oh my god, it's so good. So Joe, for some reason, he he saw what he he saw that all American uh, girl. He's like, I like what I see. So I'm gonna go back. Apparently, a day has passed or something. I don't we know. don't know. I, think, I don't. Th- I think he didn't even leave the restaurant. I think he just went right back in. <laughs> he just murdered eight people. It was like, all right. Frank, leave. Uh, I'm going to go hit on this lady. So, like we pointed out, this was her father's restaurant. So she's in the back doing accounting and shit. Yeah. And if you've seen Sam Rickop, you you'll remember this office very well. Oh, my God. Because there is yeah. a piece of art, and it is art. Really ties the room together? It really does. Very Lion King. <laughs> There's a, like, it's, it looks like a mounted head of a lion, like, like a big game hunter would have, but it's, it's like, it's made out of like paper mache and like yarn. Yeah. <laughs> and Amir Shervan loved this fucking piece of art. It, this came with a the house. They didn't like, there was a set decoration with this movie. Yeah. This woman who owned this house, they were using literally had this piece of shit hanging on her wall <laughs> and Amir loved it. So he put it in every fucking shot of this scene. Dude, this is like. The inspiration behind uh, uh, Danzig doing his shots for his movies because he just keeps zooming in. He's like cutting off the faces of the people talking to zoom in on the fucking lion head. So since you're gonna guys when you're watching, you're gonna be so mesmerized. We'll let you know what they're talking about while this is going on. We learn Jennifer, like we said, dad killed himself. They were in rough shape. They were gonna lose their business, but then Fujiyama slid in. Just he slipped. He loves right that all American booty. Oh yeah, he does. And he was like, "I'll take care of you." And he he they helped to save the restaurant. So she feels a little bit of loyalty to Fujiyama. She doesn't know anything about the Katana game. Yeah, she yeah. thinks he's a legitimate businessman. Business yeah, she she's not good friends with them or anything. She just thinks it's all business. And Joe was trying to set her straight and go, "No, this guy is evil, incarnate." And hey, you want to go on a date? By the way, yeah, yeah. You, the guy you you've been friends with is also is evil. Let's go on a date. Well, I'm busy today. Cass, classic cock blocking move. Exactly. And she's like, "No, sorry, I'm, Saturday. No, I I can't. Sunday. Oh no, I can't go Sunday. That's when I go to church. Oh, church. Which church? And then I don't remember which church. Episcopal but. down the street. And it's also my birthday and he goes oh that's my end he's like thinking gears yeah, are turning yeah, yeah well well happy birthday then I and he's like well thank you for your information information all-american girl yeah. i'm gonna leave right now here's my card in case you have any more info to tell me 
and then he walks out, and then they're like in a club. It was like fucking. The- we've we've seen this <laughs> restaurant before. Apparently, it's one of those like in Reno or Vegas the or whatever, cabaret. where it's like a it's like a restaurant by day and like a weird fucking fetish <laughs> club by night. I mean, it's the middle of the day, but still, it, it's a, turned into the fetish club right now. But and apparently, like we, like we said, we don't know if this is the next day or five minutes from the, our last fight. Right. So Yamashita has some more goons come out, and they just have baseball bats. And Joe handles them easily, too. He just, just he takes the baseball bat, give me that, and starts beating the shit out of these guys. And then one guy runs, turns tail, and runs. And then Joe chases him, and somehow he winds up in the parking lot of the fucking restaurant again. Yeah, the cars are still <laughs> up in smoke and everything. And Joe pins him down, puts like a fucking arm bar on him. Tell me what you know! And then he's just like, where's Ak-? And then he gave up Akamura for some reason. He didn't he, give up Fujiyama. He, he just said that, yeah, Akamura was hired assassins. So Joe knows about Akamura now. Which... Yeah, that was pro- yeah, it was it. He was like, who sent you? Who sent you? It's like, Akamura. So we're leaning on Joe's knowledge that he knows who Akamura is. Cause he knows I, everybody. He's, he's we, fluent in Japanese. Yeah, <laughs> we barely know who Akamura <laughs> is, but Joe knows who he is. It, it wasn't. Well, yeah, Akamura was just in the first scene so far. He was, yeah, he was just in one scene. So, yeah, so he knows. Or, you know, at, the, at this scene, we learned that it pays to be in the Katana Gang. Cause they live in a fucking, like, tract house that, like, like we grew up in and shit. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, we see Akamura, but he can get the ladies. We see fucking 80-year-old Gerald Nak- uh, Okamura. And, like, we want to point this out. I think uh, Amir Shirvan bought, like, one like a couple pairs of speedos. He's like everybody is wearing these speedos in these scenes because everyone's wearing a black thong <laughs> when there's a sex scene. And, and Gerald Akamura is no different. He's wearing a black thong yes. on a bed with some skanky broad. Probably the least attractive. There's actually a lot of, for a low budget movie. There's a lot of attractive women there, in the movie, but yeah. she's not. And because probably like nobody wants to fucking pretend to be fucking Akamura. And she's into the Japanese guy. She's like, I thought you were gonna bring me those. Japanese pearls, which he probably thought was some, some kind of sex thing. Yeah. It might be a sex thing. I'll give you thing. some pearl jam. Yeah. A pearl necklace. And while he's, doing the, while he's, he's macking on her, his goons are like playing cards in like the living room. There's also an arcade machine. Sweet Defenders game. That was uh, Amir's office. <laughs> That's actually what that was. Well, it looks very professional. Very professional. The Asteroids box. And keep bear in mind, we have no warrant. We have nothing. But our guys show up. They, they brought two other cops with them. Yeah. And of Peggy cor- and Officer Johnson. They make the charcoal black joke again because Frank actually says, we're not supposed to be here. Well, well Frank says, who's going to answer to Captain Roma on this one? Because he's scared of that shit. Yeah. And then Joe goes, you. Yeah. And then Frank's like, shit, man, he'll burn my ass. You don't have to worry about that. Yeah, it's already. already. And then oh. even Frank's like, yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Oh. I'm black. I get it. Oh. But this time he's probably going to cut my dick off, too. Peggy, just she sees that opening. She's like, you better come to my house before you report to yeah, the captain. Yeah, use it before you lose and, it. Yeah, Frank's like, for what? Let's use it before we lose it. I love that Frank and Joe head in. This is where they see Akamura having some real fucking sweet Japanese sex with a very... Average looking woman. They're Kama Sutra in the fuck out of there. <laughs> uh, and Peggy is left behind with the other cop who's just like some gross looking dude. It's, it's Oster Johnson. Oster Johnson. And yeah, and then she's like, hey, like, they're supposed to be doing, they're supposed to be like fucking doing lookout. Yeah, like, and he's just like, 
Let's fuck. Yeah. And then Officer Johnson, gross! Yeah. Get the fuck out what, of here with that what shit. What was this? Why was this scene existing? But anyways. Because it's hilarious, Griff. This is some mirror of comedy here. So to push the comedy a little further, Joe says, freeze Akamura and tries to open the slorting, slorting, sliding glass door. It's locked. Of course it's locked. He's banging. Come on, dudes. Right. You know. So Akamura gets a head start. He leaves his lady behind, but he, he grabs he, some he pants. Nearly, he just leaps in his clothes. Yeah. Gets a briefcase. It's like a fireman. Puts it's on like that our sweet setup. fucking yeah. uh, belt with the fucking hidden knives yes, in the back. Yes, yes, And then he just leaps through a fucking window. He could have opened his door. No. But he just leaps through the window. And then fucking Joe, instead of opening the door, crawls through the window after him. <laughs> And then, fuck, I guess Peggy and Johnson are fucking because they're nowhere to be seen. Nowhere, yeah, they're gone now. And then... Uh, Joe I, gives chase. I don't know what happened to Frank. I think he had to stay by and shoot, stay back and shoot people. I think he was trying to open the doors on <laughs> And then they wind up, like, in this, like, some backwoods, like, and area. It's, it's amazing because they run into one wooded area, and it's, like, maintained. There's, like, some deck work happening it's like a, yeah, it's and like stuff. A back, it's his backyard, yeah. And then... They square up because Oka realizes there's nowhere else he can go. So he pulls his gun out. He pulls the trigger. It clicks. Apparently, he didn't load it. And he's just got this briefcase left. And you're like, what's in that briefcase? I don't think we ever find out what's in that (laughs) briefcase. I don't remember the briefcase. See? It's just gone. It's one of those many things Amir puts in her mind. Right. So... Shoots the gun. No bullets left. Joe comes storming in. We get that Storming nut. in with a wig. We're storming with a wig. I think he didn't have a wig for this scene. I think it cuts back and forth. It cuts back and forth so oh. many times because we go from one, like the well-maintained backyard, as we called it, to one wilderness, and then they fight in a third wilderness. So there's three different scenes They're here. They're like out on the African savanna or Dude, some shit. Dude, and the editing is all over... I didn't realize this until I was trying to tell someone about this, and I was showing them this scene. I was like, there's two very distinct wilderness. And they were like, no, there's three. Look, this one, this one, and now this one. (laughs) Three. And so they start doing some half-assed martial arts. Joe throws his gun away because, of course. He lives by the Bushido Code. Bushido Code. And so we get this scene, and even Matt Hannon was like, I don't know why Amir did not cut like a second earlier, because Kamura... Puts like Joe and like like a like twists his arm on his back and he grabs his and then grabs his like back collar and yeah. he grabs the wig and pulls it off. Yeah, and then he throw, quickly throws it back on his head. Yeah, you see Joe like reach up for it. You see Akamura put it back over. And again, Akamura is the only uh, stunt coordinator slash fight coordinator in this movie. So the few fights with him are okay, you know. Right. But yeah, that was one of the big. Goofs, and then this. he pulls out. He's got this sweet ass uh, belt with these knives in the back. He pulls these little hand knives. Well, he's not Bushido. He's some kind of ninja piece of shit. So right. he's like, I'm losing. And I then, gotta win. So this they're guy. like little knives. So he's like, like a, like a cat. It's like, yeah. like they do. They do the uh, old Bruce Lee cut where they just zoom in on him, and he's like shooting, you know, his fists into the camera. Very nice touch. And then we get a little more, like you said, there's 50 cuts all from different times, different places. So hard. So hard to follow. Wig on one scene, natural hair the next scene, next cut wig, next scene hair. It's it's crazy. 
But Joe gets the drop on him. Yeah, he gets him in an arm bar. That's Joe's move is he gets him in like an arm bar. He's the Ronda Rousey of yeah. Samurai Cops. And that's when Frank finally storms in from wherever the fuck. He might have been having a threesome with Peggy and the cop because we do know he's about to lose his dick. I think he was fucking the chick that Yakamura was fucking. Maybe. I can't give like, you a Japanese pearl necklace, but I can give you a... Mind if I step in? Oh, Jesus. He's, yeah, well, he was, like, adjusting his pants. He's, he's like, p- pulling them off as he came out. And he's like, True. I thought he was reaching for his gun, but that's probably what was happening there. And then so he's like, isn't Joe, like, take care of it, it's Mark. He cuffs him, and he's like, I got to go get my wig back on. Take care of him. And so Frank comes over, picks him up, reads him as, reads him as Miranda writes, but Akamura's got a few tricks up his sleeve. Sneaky little ninja. So he breaks free and gets a gun, and he's about to shoot Joe, but... Joe, back turned to him, knew about it, pulls gun out, shoots him. Right, his ninja senses were tingling. Kills Akamura. So we're going to go back to our villains because, you know, Yama and Fujiyami, they're getting their asses handed to him. And this is this is this scene to me is amazing. They're sitting in this weird old person's little kitchen. They got two bottles of wine. Everyone's got a glass of wine. They're piano talking. with a head on it. Piano with a beautiful head on it. They they have uh, I forget what they call that taxidermy. It you know they made it look real nice. Um, and they're talking. They're they're talking about how there's all these cops not working against them, but they bring up the samurai cop as if Yama already didn't give us like an info dump about him at the beginning of the movie. It, it was very well. Fujiyama at first is like. Well, let's pay him off. Yeah. And Yamashita's like, this guy's too honorable. He will never do that. We the, have to kill them. It's not even him. They're all too I've been trying to get these guys under our heels for the longest time. I told them I'd pay them for life. These people won't do it. They're too stupid and honorable. They just won't do it. So Fuji's like, then kill him. Yeah, they want the samurai cop's legs. But they don't want to do it themselves. They're like, uh, Yama brings up this idea. Yeah. I got some boys, some real nasty from boys. New York. They're from New York. And if we've, you've ever seen Truck Turner, you know the best ass kickers come from Detroit. The best nasty boys come from Detroit. They fucked up. They yeah, fucked up. Yeah, well, we'll learn that later. And in the 90s, we also did learn that New Orleans was a hotbed for assassins. So. But they were more military. These are more street tough. Exa- exactly. You, you, know, you, you nailed it on the head right there. So we get the scene of uh, the nasty boys being called in from New York and... Joe, for whatever reason, is getting photos developed. He's got photo mat for some reason. Walt Disney is showing him, like, look at this animation I did. Yeah, all Joe's of- got the wig with the cap placed on top of it. Oh, shit. This wasn't even Amir doing the voice. This was Frank doing the voice for yes. Walt Disney. <laughs> Frank. And he's like, look here. This is, see, like, I hit a dick here. <laughs> it's, it's, it's all subliminal. It says sex when the powder goes flying out. Oh, that's, and, that's great. And that's Joe's great. like, hmm, he's really intent. And then we see our boys from new york show up and they walk down which by the way this office uh apparently it's it might be amir's office from a different angle amir, yeah it is amir's office from um, a different angle but they've had he's had it in a couple of his movies they just shot it from a different side each time so you wouldn't be able to we tell got a too. tasteful who framed roger rabbit poster on the wall very tasteful and we got a big haired girl who's like supposed to be like a secretary. Yeah. And they're like, hey, lady, you just keep down, keep quiet. We're looking for the samurai cop. Yeah. We're freshening from New York. They got the one guy who's looking like Terminator with a giant like wraparounds, reflective sunglasses. That's the most and a, badass shades you can the have. The black mullet. I love his gun. 
Do you recognize that gun? I did not recognize it. He's got a wieldy. Oh, wow. Somebody listens to Somebody's us. Somebody's going to get fucked up. Somebody. And, of course, this this girl, she probably just finished fucking Joe, so she's in love. Yeah. So she that gets makes the, sense. She hits the silent alarm, which is right out there in the open. It's also incredibly loud. <laughs> yeah. And then it, that tips off Walt and Joe. And uh, then, is somebody coming here to see you? N- no. Nobody. Well, that's a warning bell. So trouble <laughs> is coming. There's so much trouble in this photo, Matt. Like, <laughs> we get a lot of fucking thugs coming through here. That when that alarm hits, you know shit's going down. Grab your guns. And Joe, he does like a true pro. He does grab his gun, and he just like cat and mouse. He's just like a ninja going through all the hallways, picking Dude, people off. You would think goons coming here to kill somebody. I, I well, I don't know if their purpose. They're from was New to York, kill. Griffith. They're from Detroit. They would have got shit done. Exactly, but they're all surprised. Like your job is to come here and murder somebody. Why are is everybody running around like, oh my god, where you know, am I? The, come on. The uh, cure for the element of surprise is another element of surprise. They didn't know. They thought they're used to being the surprisers, and now they're they're the surprisees. Oh my! God. And it throws them all off. Oh my god! So Joe, he's just like just taking them out. And then he somehow winds up on the roof. Oh, Jesus Christ. He goes downstairs, and then suddenly he's <laughs> exiting the roof? <sighs> and there's a portal. I don't know. There's a guy waiting outside. And I love that. You notice, that was really Joe. Like, I, I wouldn't have done that. He climbs down off the roof. Yeah. There's, like, a couple little things set up for him to hop on. And so he's <laughs> very carefully doing this. While there's a guy that they're, we cut to. They're honorable. They're waiting for him to get yeah. down. He's got a chair. He's taking very careful aim. And Joe is very carefully trying <laughs> to descend from the roof. He's like getting his toe, trying to grab onto the air conditioner. And yeah. Like, he's like, wait, hold on, hold on. Oh, my God. And he's like, I'll wait. I don't want you to fall. Oh, kill my you. God. And so, so the guy takes like three shots, and Joe somehow avoids all of them, jumps down, shoots him. Runs away, and then we just quickly cut. The scene just <laughs> abruptly ends because guess what? It's time to fuck. Yeah, we haven't had a fuck scene in probably 15 minutes. I mean, since Alcamora. But we only saw a little bit of underwear, but so. This, for my money, is probably the most sensual scene because we get a little Zadar fucking in this Hey, one. by the way, if you guys have the Dudikoffs or the Corona, <laughs> do not watch this scene because I'm healthy. I just watched this yeah. scene, and I gagged a You're little bit. You're going to puke. And so we see Zadar. This is where Cameron earned her money because she's got to pretend. She's totally nude, by the way. Totally nude. She's, we, she's the only full frontal in this movie. Yes. And she looks good. And thankfully, Zadar is covered with a blanket. So we don't yes. see. Because he's probably. I mean, he's method. So I know he'd be like, no, I'm not wearing the thong. I'm yes. going full on. Nobody fucks wearing a thong, Amir. Yeah. Think about that. <laughs> But he's like, well, can you at least cover it up with a... T- like a I, I uh, wish Danzig oh, had shoot. Zadar to work with. I think they would do great work together. Oh, my God. You just <laughs> put a whole idea in my head. I just, but <laughs> Zadar's dead, unfortunately. But Wait a minute. He could probably do something with that. Could, you know what? Glenn Danzig does a remake of Maniac Cop. How about that? I, I, I'm interested. I am, too. And I'm, because I'm not interested in thriving This sex scene. scene. Because oh, it's like... Like uh, Jesse the Body Ventura said it best when he saw it was like Uncle Elmer was getting married. This was taking me way back. 
And he said, it looks like kissing looked like two carp fighting over a piece of popcorn. <laughs> because it's that bizarre fish kissing that's in this movie, which I'm like, uh. Amir had to be directing this because everybody does it. And I'm assuming even Zadar had sex by this time in his life. <laughs> and you don't kiss like that. It's just... And you can see, like, Cameron, like, I mean, this is where I think maybe she does have a background in porn, because she probably had fucked Ron Jeremy, so she's got the stomach for this. Yeah. Because she's, like, a trooper. She's in there. She's not sweating a bit. She's going along. She looks like she's enjoying it. I mean, Amir does this beautiful shot where he works slowly from, like, her inner thigh up to right in her butt, and then slowly up her back until you see her... And she's, like, gnawing on uh, Zadar's chin for a minute there. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a lot to gnaw on. There is. <laughs> and a lot to gnaw on there. And he's just, like, blowing bubbles. I don't know what the fuck he's doing with his mouth. It's weird. And then, thankfully, Thank we get a call. The fucking a maker. phone rings. Like, I got to get this, babe. Picks it up. Hey, the New York guys got killed. We need you, Yamashita. Get the fuck out of your tiny-ass little tract house that you live in. And get over here to my grandfather's fucking <laughs> living room. <laughs> so he's, so we cut away. We go to Joe. He's standing out in the wilderness. He's like outside of a church. And he is fucking zoot suit rioting. Oh my or god, it's the most ill fitting nineties <laughs> suit. But he's got those horrible sunglasses. He's got he's got horrible sunglasses, but he has a sweet ass nang chin. Oh, that pulls his hair back. That pulls it all together. It really everything is off until he turns the profile and you see that nang chin and you're like Oh, actually, you know what? Well think about that outfit if you had the wig on. <laughs> Let's just imagine that for a minute. <laughs> I don't have to because that sweet Nang Chen ponytail is flowing with the wind. Oh. And he cuts like a GQ pose. He like puts his foot up on it. It happens to be like an apple cart right there, yeah. a crate right there. And he like poses oh, for the camera. God. And then we see he's staking out that church that uh, Jennifer the, was Yeah, at. the Episcopal Church. He didn't go in because he's like, fuck that. I'm yeah. wasting my time in church, no. but I'll hang out. I'll he's a, he's a King Diamond fan, you know. Hell <laughs> Satan. <laughs> and while that's going on, we see a goon who I guess was – Tailing uh, Jennifer too, like he notices it. Yeah, how can you not notice fucking Joe Marshall? In that I mean, baggy ass suit. <laughs> how could you not notice these goons? Because these are the goons I talked about in the last episode. Because they're so fucking hilarious. You had old ass. I think I called him Ric Flair or something. He had that giant billowy, gross ass hair. Right. Oh, and it was wonderful. He's just like, hey, funny meeting you here, Jennifer. Oh. I just, I just got out of the church across the street. Yeah. And she's I'm, like, I'm wow. Catholic. I go over here. Yeah, Catholic and stuff. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, cir- I'm circumcised. I don't know what that means, but so he can see that his usual move. He's flashing the Nang Chen, or I'm sorry, Nang Chen Scorpion Tail. He's got a fuck. He's got a Nang Chen. Dude. I, I get it confused all the time. Nang, Scorpion's a braid. Yeah, that's the right. Difference. So he's flashing that Nang Chen, and she's just not quite over the top yet. Dude, she's playing hard to get. She was, she's he, ready to drop her panties. But he does uh, the old turning the hat backwards here, and he just says, well, you know what? I am a cop, and I am going to have to interrogate you down at the station, so why don't you come with me? She's like, oh, officer, of course. Whew. But turns out the station Whew. is Joe's fuck pad. Oh. <laughs> and, but she's feeling it, man, because they walk in. He takes off that baggy-ass fucking blazer to show his baggy-ass shirt. And she's posing. She's got her leg posing when she's ready. Yeah. And he's like, you know what? Before we, I grill you, how about I grill for you? 
and because he knows the weight of a woman's heart is through her stomach. Right? Oh, like, absolutely. So, so he's like, "I'm gonna cook you a meal." We see him heating up some fucking Kentucky Fried Chicken <laughs> in the microwave, and some you talk about the the uh, the, the Tache case that Akimura had. What is in the fucking pressure cooker? Where the fuck he pulls out? Because he comes out, she's like waiting at the dining room table, and he has this pot, like I don't know, a stew, a casserole, I don't know what, but he puts it down. We never see, he never opens it, and there's a, there's a basket of chicken, and then he does some sweet little banter. We talked about the chicken. Ad-libbed, of course. And he's just like, yeah, you know this chicken? My neighbor had some chicken, and I went over there, and I killed it. And, I, and she's just like, mm. she She was so surprised that it is beautiful, cooked, uh, free range. She could tell it was free range. You can always tell by how big the thighs are on a chicken if it's free range or not. And so, yeah, he's got to make up. Not make up. He's got to tell her the whole tale. And then he, he does, and it's, it's very awkward and very ad-libbed. At very ad-libbed. It sounds like. Griff trying to tell a joke. She you know, she and, giggles to it, and yeah. that's when he knew he was in because he's like, "That joke was fucking dog shit," and she giggled <laughs> like, "Yeah, we're landing tonight, Top Gun." And then he just no, then to seal the deal, he drops this perfect fucking line. How did you know I would come home with you? Let's just say I can read eyes. God, we should stop leaning in so close. Coronavirus, man, yeah. six feet away. It's when you say that line, though. It's like you and have he, to and look. He gives you the stare of a serial killer. <laughs> when he says that. Amir, like, Amir like knows chilling. how to capture someone at their element. Apparently. <laughs> oh my God, Murray. So, we, we we have to get to Yama because he had a tail on these guys. Uh, right. I thought he but had. He has a tail, but he doesn't know where Joe lives. This is this is the thing I hate is they <laughs> has a tail on him, but they don't follow him back to his house for whatever the fuck reason. So now we have to go back to uh, Yama. Yama, he breaks the gang up. He sends a couple guys out to Frank's place, and he goes to Peggy's place with a couple goons. Well, first they go to the cop. Go to the cop? Yeah, they go to the cop first. Oh, right. You're All right. the goons together go to oh, the cop. Oh, yeah. He, they go to Officer Johnson's place. They eh. did say they followed a cop, so apparently they weren't talking about... <laughs> like, Amir was playing some 4D chess with us because they said, we followed the cop. Well, they didn't say samurai cop. So. Yes. So they actually followed the cop who Peggy wanted to fuck earlier. Yeah, well, and she didn't want to. She was just fucking yeah, with him. She wants to fuck Joe. We see why, uh, you know, he didn't want to fuck. This man's married, and he's right. very happy about it. And he loves his uh, martial arts trophies <laughs> because we're in a house. But the wall is plastered. I'm going to say it's El Leong's house. Yeah, because it's, it's El plastered with martial arts trophies, all second place. But they're still, you know, second place is still good. Yeah. Well, I saw one in there for best uh, uh, mustache. Okay, well, yeah, of course. So, Who else can have a better mustache in L.A. on? And we see our Officer Johnson. He's He's got to get that workout in. He's curling. I love that he's curling, but he's kissing each fucking bicep. Well, he, his time. wife loves it because she's just adoringly watching him as he's working out. She is actually sketching him. And, and oh, my God, it's erotic. The oh. the dong that's hanging off that man's waist. And, he's, and he's clothes. She has a great imagination. She she really does. Well, and, she's seen it a few times yeah, I hear. Well, I'm assuming. Yeah, they're yeah. married. <laughs> <laughs> and the the goons just there was this another a uh, sliding glass door I think yeah. I think one goon comes into the line Amir loves the shot of goons <laughs> showing up this is terrifying though like I I don't you don't you don't have a sli- uh, sliding glass door do you No I do no. not I have one um at, at my Redford house and when I would sit out there at night 
that vision of somebody just appearing there haunted me. So clearly Amir has this, and he sees he the, the same, same thing. phobia, the same sliding yeah, yeah. door phobia. So when I saw these scenes, it really got me. It shook me to the well, core. I'm glad, it, I'm glad somebody got something out of it <laughs> because is 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 you slash John Carpenter in this scene too? This is the first scene of Griff Carpenter. Yeah, this guy who look, who Griff claims is going to be him in ten years, but he looks like a, a young John Carpenter. Oh, he's just got like frayed out, dirty blonde hair, a horrible mustache, bald spot in the back. Oh, I'm there. Ten years, I'm there. And one, I don't think he, I think he's behind Yamashita because the one goon comes in, because Yamashita comes through the front door. Yeah. And so it's like a pincer move. So we got some guys, and one guy comes in through the sliding glass door and grabs the wife and holding her hostage. And then Yamashita's got a samurai sword. He's, he's ready to go. He just comes in, and he's like, where's Joe Marshall? And he, guys... Joe Marshall, he's been working with the LAPD for a week, so they're it's like the, they're like family now. They are, and nobody's going to give it up. Yeah. And then I thought we were going to have straight out a Charles Bronson scene because the the one goon has got the wife rips her top open. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, there's going to be a rape scene. This is this is classic Charles Bronson. When when they territory. rip her shirt open, though, he does give off one little bit of information. He's been hanging around with that Peggy girl. Apparently the gang knows what that means, but that's all. That's the tidbit they get. And so I guess they got all they could get out of him. So they slash his wife's throat. Yep. And then they stab Officer Johnson. And he's like, "No." We get this beautiful Romeo and Juliet scene where they're crawling to. Well, she's dead, but he's crawling to her, yeah. and then he just collapses, and they're holding hands as they oh, die. And then they just beautiful. fade out. He grabbed his favorite uh, trophy off the wall and crested <laughs> while holding his wife's his hand. His true love. His true love. So they get the address for Frank and Peggy, Frank and, Peggy yeah. and this is where he won't yeah. give up Joe's address, but he'll give up Frank. And Everyb- Peggy. Everybody Drop else, is, yeah. These people he's worked with for years. Exactly. I didn't even consider that. And then, but he's like Joe, never. Yeah, got to keep Samurai Cop safe. So Yama's like, "All right, boys, you guys go here to Frank's, and we're gonna go to Peggy's." Of course, they send. Eight guys to go get Peggy and like two guys to go get Frank. Yeah. So that is true. They did have like a, yeah. Yeah, I, I think was... I think they had rape on the mind here. Yeah. Yeah. I think in both cases because we'll see later on. This guy's liking what he's seeing with Frank. Maybe that is why they <laughs> sent these two. You guys are into the the you know the the dong stuff. So why don't you go get Frank? So let's go to Frank's Murray. Frank just getting out of the shower. Oh, I meant Frank's Auto Shop where you can pick up peck jelly for twice oh. the price. <laughs> We're not triple gouging you. We're only double gouging you. Yeah. That was an ad drop. That's what you got to do. And apparently Frank's one of those guys where he likes to shower with his underwear on. Because because Frank is clearly wearing underwear. With I know toe. you won't get this joke. He's a never nude. I don't. I yeah. get. I get the, what you're trying to say. I don't know what where it's from, but yeah, yeah, it's Arrested Development. Because Amir Shaman, he he's method. He's like, no, Mark, we need you naked. And Frank's like, what the? F- I'm not even getting paid. I'm not getting naked <laughs> in this fucking movie. Fuck that. So Mark Frazier refused to get naked. So yeah. he's got his. He's got the black thong that everyone's wearing throughout <laughs> this movie. And then he gets bum rushed by these two guys. He's wearing he's wearing a towel, and uh, the, you know he's coming out of the shower. So they they grab him and they get a gun to his head, and they're like, "Where's Joe's address? We know you have it." And he's like, "Oh, you know what? I think it's in my coat pocket." 
Yeah, that closet right there. So the one goon goes over to look in the closet, and the other goon is like, I guess it's actually when they're like trying to get the muscle information well, out of Well, first they're trying to get out of his butt. He's that's a frank right. ass. He's like, are you trying to get the shit out of my that's butt? That's right. I jumped too far. And I wanted then, to get right over yeah. this weird stuff. <laughs> he rips, the guy, the goon rips the towel off. We don't, we see a vague uh, flit, slit second of the black thong, so we know he's not naked, but we're yeah. not supposed, he's supposed to be naked. Yeah. And he's just like mesmerized the goon. <laughs> and he's just like, how about I, re- I relieve you of your gift? And he Your starts, big black gift. Oh my god! When he starts getting into it, and then and he, it's like, what? Like I that, just, that's enough. That's that's got to be in a mirror. Who's gonna say your gift? I like that they cut to the other guy though, and he was doing one of Frank's patent faces where he's just like, <laughs> oh, hey yo, that was a good touch, Amir. And good then the try. guy's just fondling fucking Frank's junk. And he's staring into his teeth for a while here, too. <laughs> like, it was very strange. He couldn't make eye contact while he was dangling his dong. Oh, God. And so while that's Shivers. going on, while he's just fucking giving a physical to Frank, the other goon's, like, going through Frank's closet, yeah, going through his clothes. Because Frank told him the address is in my coat pocket. And then I, I, do they, I don't think they even find anything. Well, he starts going through the coats, and he's getting frustrated. And he's like, all these coats are Dolomite designs, and they're better than my wardrobe. <laughs> And while this is happening, Frank, he's got newspapers scattered everywhere. Frank, right. get yourself together. Like, all the newspapers. Because, and he's got, thankfully, his scissors because he's doing all the news clippings yeah. of him and Joe's murders. Exactly. And he's got, like, a big scrapbook of it. Yeah. So thank God Frank's a scrapper. Yeah. Because he grabs that fucking um, scissors and just stabs the fucking junk fondler in the, the fucking dude, gut. Dude. Gra- intense. Grabs the Well, he first he holds him hostage. And the guy's like, let him go! Let him go! And then the guy's... Again, another very nice Katana gang member. Hey, can you please let him go? We'll, we'll leave. We're sorry. And then we get a call back to earlier in the movie where the other guy's going, shoot! Shoot him! Sh- sh- shoot! Shoot him! Shoot him! Oh, my God, the best. And then I guess Frank grabs the Goonies, got the ball fondler's gun, and shoot! Shoot him! The other guy, and he stabs uh, the guy that was fondling him. Oh man! So Frank is good, and Frank runs to the the phone to call up Joe, and he he tries to give him a call, but hey, people, he, no call waiting, no call waiting, so he's not days. even a fucking answering machine. Joe's he's been in town for a week; he doesn't have time to get all that shit straightened. Exactly. Up. So you know what? With Joe, with, we know what Joe's up to, but yeah. we're not gonna worry about that right now. You know, he deserves some privacy. We'll get way up in that. No, shit we later. no, we have to get back to Joe. I mean, we have to go to Peggy. No, we have to get back to Joe first. Okay. Because Joe is doing... <laughs> this is another thing. Like the, the, first of all, he's a cop who just moved in. He has a house on the beach. We just saw it where he lives. It's just some junky-ass fucking tract house that, like, you know, that we've seen all throughout there. The inside is, but the outside is this palatial fucking house on the beach that has a staircase that goes down to the beach. Yeah. Joe is a new in town. He's already living here. Oh, yeah. And so they're, they're, they've got private beach access. He's got fu- – it's beautiful. It's Somebody's like a, privates are going to get access. It's like a goddamn postcard. It's so good. But- so we see this beautiful couple, Greek gods, Jennifer – Killer body. She's got the thong bikini on. Joe's got the fucking banana hammock on. Yeah. Oh, they, co- they come back up to go swimming in his pool because 
He's got the beachside access, but then he also has the pool. Well, for the they no, he has it all laid out, didn't he? Like he laid out these, the like a towel on a rock. That was later. I think they did that was it here the end too. of the movie. I think I think they just replayed that scene. They, they replay that scene. They think he's doing it because they do make out. They're macking on that Brock. Okay, and then he's like, babe. Let's go back to a different location. <laughs> that I'm gonna yeah. pretend is my house that has a pool. Yeah, okay. Cause I just I just remember this scene. The only thing I remember from this scene is a phone ringing, but it doesn't matter because we get that close up of Jennifer's ass as she goes off the diving board. It was, yeah, it was a nice ass, and yeah, and she likes makes it look like she's gonna do a swan dive, and then she does cannonballs, and he's just like, nice dive, nice dive. And then we're like, we just see fucking Frank frantically trying to get old. And now, what's going on with Peggy, girl? Well, Peggy, she's, uh, you know, living that humble middle class dream, man. She's got a house of her own. She's making it on her own. She's got the fucking tiny little oven. She's got the old 60s kitchen where barely two people can fit in it. She's living the dream, man. And uh, she's just cooking up some grease cooking up some yeah she's getting that she wants a BLT so she's getting that bacon ready but you okay. gotta get the grease heated up first yeah maybe she was gonna fry some chicken she got the idea from Joe she's like Joe's a great Joe probably chicken. made that same chicken recipe for her and she right. was like give me that recipe <laughs> And so she's just got that hot grease burning. Meanwhile, while she's doing that, she's not noticing that our gang, they're just looking and lurking in, in the window. In the kitchen window. And they're, they're fucking sliding glass doors and now the windows, <laughs> man. Amir has a thing for windows. And sliding ones. Because they, they're they trying to slide these windows open and they're, it's locked. Yeah. She's a cop. She knows to keep herself safe. Those are weather guard windows. They're the best windows on the well, market. Unfortunately, she didn't. She left the front window open. Oh, and for geez. some reason, they, they don't try the door. They want to sneak in through the window. Well, uh, the windows are just so quiet. They're so, weather guard windows are so whisper quiet when you open them. You can't hear them. It's like a ninja window. And, yeah, it just so happens that these windows also happen to be five and a half to six feet tall by, like, four feet wide. So Robert Zadar is a mountain of a man. Like, he should have been the mountain in the Game of Thrones if they redid it today. What Resurrect. You, you bring him back. Well, well, much like they did with the mountain, they brought him back to life. Yeah, there we go. That should have been Robert Zadar. Eh, if only we lived in the Game of Thrones. If only. So, yeah, they walk into this window that is basically just a... Mamira likes people walking through windows. He really because does. Because he had Joe do it earlier at Akamura's. Yeah. He's obsessed with it. That's his thing. I've never noticed that. Yeah. Windows. I, well, look at what we're learning about. Because you know what? You know what, Grimms? Eyes are the windows of the soul. Murray And poetry. let's just say... I can read eyes. Um, see the poetry in this back. movie. We're learning <laughs> so much about Amir. This is why you've got to talk about things out loud, people. This so, right here. Much like you said, there's 12 goons for Peggy, and two for Frank. As we've been talking, they've been trying to sneak in this house. That grease is hot as the fucking sun. Right. And they they just grab Peggy, and I'm like, I've been here before. I've seen enough Charles Bronson movies. Gang rape. <laughs> And they, they pin her down to the table. This like, reminded me more of Undefeatable's uh, kitchen rape scene. Well, but she was fa- she was like on her back. Yeah, I think Frank uh, Paul did her. Did her it was just she was cooking dinner. Yeah. So yeah. oh okay yeah. I don't know. I'm just that's all right. I'm positioning. You're right. You you you're very worried about the rape position. <laughs> yeah. So so they come in, and of course Griff Carpenter. Goes at her first, and he he does the move where he throws his hand straight up and goes, "I'm gonna get ya." Oh, that's right. And so I, she, I made I I sorry I I didn't I 
sold Peggy Shore. You I did? Mean, yeah. Because she has been taking samurai lessons from she, Joe Marshall. Her, her, her martial arts are actually better than Manhattan's. They are, actually, yeah. So she fucking kicks the shit out of Griff Carpenter. And I got to say, I had it coming. I really, I you know, I went in a little too hard. And this other guy comes in from behind her, and she takes him out. And it isn't until Yama comes in like these fucking idiots and just backhands the shit out of Peggy. And right. then he pins her over the counter right. so her back's against it, right, like yeah. you mentioned. You got to get those details right. he just grabs that spoiling yeah. pan of grease. He, he yells for his goons, get up! And so, before he, he doesn't even ask her anything, he immediately goes to torture. Immediately. And just pours hot grease on her crotch. Right on the crotch. <laughs> and like a true pro, Peggy's not giving Joe up. I don't care if she's horribly mutilated for the rest of her life. She's never going to have sex again. She's never going to have a child. She doesn't care. That's how much she cares about Joe that she's known all for a week. And who <sighs> was, by the way, after he fucked her, was looking at other chicks in front of her. <laughs> uh, constantly in this movie, but that's that's Joe's magic because he knows you know you got to treat some women you got to treat bad. You gotta was, treat treat a whore like a princess and a princess like a whore. Ooh, there you go. I was watching it again today and I noticed another time when he went in to see the nurse that you know they have the yeah. infamous conversation with. Uh, there's the first nurse that I mentioned in the first episode. He flirted with her too. He yeah. flirted with like nine women in this movie. If there is a woman in this movie, he's flirted with her. Love it. Well, one thing we're, not, we're, we're flirting with disaster right now, Griff. But right. her crotch is a mess. She finally breaks down. Like, she does. It's down to the bone. Yeah. It's your pelvis bone. And she's like, all right, he lives at this. Should have used she, Sheen. Should have. And so they're like, all right, we got it. They Time can't. to destroy. We get the scene where they're, they've cooled off. They've dried off. Joe's hair looking beautiful, and it's her birthday. We we said earlier it's Jennifer's birthday, and so she's like in the in the dining room in in her thong, and Joe walks in with a, with a fucking. I bet I bet this wasn't a fucking chocolate and mint and green cake, but he comes in and he's just like he the most dead eyed happy birthday I've ever oh. heard. The most unenthusiastic. It was the it was the way. I, he encapsulated what I was feeling like when I bit into that fucking cake. That you know what? That's perfect. That really helps me understand what you're going through. But it works for Jennifer somehow, and she's just like, if, if "You thought of everything, Joe. You thought of everything." And he's like, "Well, you can't have a birthday without cake." Exactly, Joe. Griff, you know what a birthday without cake is? It's called Sunday afternoon. Oh, because it's nothing. It means nothing. Thank you, Joe, for putting all my angst encapsulating it. And then she goes, thank you. And then he gives the most dead-eyed fucking stare. You're welcome. And then we get that sweet fucking music that we heard in the beginning of our episode. And they go to Bone Town. He picks, he picks her up. This is a beautiful shot. If he picks her up, we get that sweet ass of Peggy all thonged up, walking toward the camera. And then when we switch scenes, we get a picture of Joe's ass yeah. walking away, away from, from the, the camera. camera. A mirror, like... I, like, Danzig, I you should be taking notes because this is how you, you do scenes. I know. I like this was a mere second movie, I believe. Yes, but still, the best. I don't think his first movie had as uh, uh, as bad as transition and camera work as Danzig had in his first movie. That that was the point I wanted to get out right. there. So maybe there's hope for Danzig's second movie, uh, this weird western vampire vampire movie. western. Yeah, uh, I'm hopeful. And so he throws her on the bed and. and 
sweet nine minute sex scene. Nine minutes of just fish kisses. And he does this. He just caresses her body. Yeah, very. And then two fingers go under the thong and he whoop, whips it right off. Mm-hmm. And then then they finally cut away. Because Janice doesn't do full man. She does the top. <laughs> oh, they come back too, though. And, um, you know, Frank finally gets a hold of Joe, who is released. You know, he, he's ready. He can hear again now that his, he's thinking with his brain again. You know, his dick. Pussy might get your dick hard, but it makes your brain soft. You Even know? a samurai cop's brain goes soft for pussy. Yeah. And so, yeah, he's like, Joe, where the fuck have you been, man? I'm trying to get old. Some guy trying to cut my dick off. He's like, hold on. Hold on. What are you doing? Wait, you turned into Rocky? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, while that's going on, we get the scene, our establishing sheen of our sheen, sheen. of our, our goon showing up. Robert Zadar driving his own Jaguar because yeah. they couldn't even give him a car. They pull up. To, once again, we're in this fucking neighborhood like we grew up in. Yep. And yet somehow, like, behind that house, there's, this, like, beach. there's like a fucking stairway that goes to the beach. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and, and then, so they're in position. They're ready to kill. And Joe, he's like, oh, my senses are tingling. I can't talk, Frank. Hangs up. <laughs> he's ready. Leaps into his clothes. Yeah. And then he tries to sneak Peggy out, or not Peggy, trying to sneak Peggy. a Jennifer out. I I would believe that he'd have Peggy here if we didn't just see her getting her crotch burned out. Right. He he wants nothing to do with Peggy now. She's useless to him. <laughs> so there's this whole cat and mouse game going on now because we got two fucking samurais fighting each other. Right, and it's like uh, to paraphrase Shokazugi, only a samurai can kill a samurai. Yeah. So Joe turns a corner, and he, he gets a quick kill. And you know who he gets that quick kill on? Griff Carpenter. Because for some reason, I walked out of the fucking diving board to get a clear shot. <laughs> and we get that beautiful scene where he falls in. Like Most people, they just keel over. There's a lot of great henchmen oh, deaths. Man. These guys are working it. And we always joke about, for an action podcast, we do not explain action <laughs> at all. Well, that's good, because the last... Eight hours of this movie is just people dying, and it's the best. It's right. the best. They're memorable deaths. That's why we can we can describe them. The, the two things, Amir. I'm sorry. So sidebar. <laughs> two things, Amir did so good in this movie. He uh, sped up his car chase scenes. Loved it for that because obviously they were on not uh, restricted streets or anything. Right. Uh, but then the the deaths. They're all memorable. Right. All of them. And he gets a lot of memorable deaths because he kills quite a few goons, except for our man Robert Zadari Yamashita. Yeah, he's ready to go. Does he? I don't. Does he have? Does he have a samurai sword out? He does not. He has a gun, okay. and they're like they're kind of going around. He only gets Griff Carpenter. Mm. He doesn't get the uh, anybody else okay. because uh, Yama's keeping all of his guys close to him, and so they're do- again cat and mouse. And then Joe finally is like, "Wait, I got it." So they run back through his house because they were going around the perimeter. And goes out the front door, hops in his car, and just gets in his Toyota Cell. takes <laughs> off. He uh, can afford a fucking house on the beach, but he's got this beat up, which is actually Matt Hannon's real car, too. And so, uh, after all of this seriousness, Jennifer just watched Griff Carpenter die in Joe's pool, the pool that she just dove into half naked. He deserved it. He almost raped Peggy. It's true. He did. Uh, Jennifer is going back to her office where my right, first. Yeah. She, she just. Almost got killed. And she's like, you know, what? I got some paperwork I got to do. Yeah. And it just so happens that her mother, who happens to be my first grade teacher, Miss Maisaki, 
just happens to be doing there, sitting there doing her own paperwork, admiring and, her lion, yeah, uh, decoration just on the wall. And she is on cloud nine. Jennifer has a glow about her, and it's not even she Sheen. It's yeah. it's Joe Sheen. It's Joe. She- oh Jesus, she should have cleaned that off. And she and she's like, "What's going on with you?" And she's like, "Oh, nothing." Well, I've been worried sick about you. Been gone for three days. <laughs> Mister Fujiyama's been looking for you. I don't give a fuck about Mister Fujiyama. And I'll tell you why. Because I'm in love. And she's like, what? But Mr. Fujiyama's paying our bills. What the fuck are we going to do? I don't give a fuck. Uh, uh Uh-oh. I heard a door creak, Murray. You know what? The camera's panning out. Oh, my God. You get a nice reaction shot of fucking Fujiyama. What? (laughs) You don't love me? I'll teach you. And he grabs her and takes her away. Oh, my God. Joe and Frank. Back at the, the, the captains. Oh, no, not the captains. He's probably captain, so pissed. Two weeks away from getting that pension, a sweet pension he's worked that's 20 all he years wants. for. That's what he's been working for. No, that's not all he wants. He wants justice. And what? He, and he lets us know with this fucking, like, I would go through the gates of hell if someone said this speech what? to me. Let's hear a little bit of that speech. And because of you, I'm about to be fired. I'm going to lose my pension. That means my future's gone. But you know something? I don't give a fuck. There's only one thing in this world I want. I want you to find that motherfucking Japanese gangster. I want you to kill him and I want you to kill every one of his men. I want you to turn his house into a bloodbath. Don't leave anybody alive. And when they're all dead, you come back to me. And all three of us will turn our badges in. Say goodbye to it. We'll be off this police force for good. Now you're talking. All right. See you, Captain. See you in hell. Let's go, Frank. I'm ready to go. I'm pumped. It sounds like the Captain finally got that club out of his ass. Right. Like, he sounds like a new person. He's ready for justice. He's like, I'm sick of these wishy-washy liberals. Let slap in the hands of these people. Take care of it. Kill them all. Let Joe sort them out. So they immediately are ready to storm the fucking castle. They're they're at Yashimatsu's place. Yamashita. <laughs> no, they're I thought they're at Fujiyama's place. Fujiyama is the name I was going for, and I just completely botched it. And if you're a Amir Shirvan fan, you'll recognize this place because they use it in it's like a ranch they use in every Amir Shirvan yeah, movie. Yeah, that's right, for sure. And God, I was like. I feel bad for these guys. Like they're supposed to be the biggest gang and the most shoddiest, rundown places they live in. Well, again, I I, I mentioned that you see the gang uh, degrade over time, and they go from interesting, muscular, skilled-looking people to just like schlubs and you know jeans and wife beaters. Yeah. And so we're get, we're gonna really start to see that full degradation I'm, here, Griff. I'm glad you say they storm the gate because they re- literally do storm the gate. Yeah. So our man, like uh, our Joe, he climbs over it like a cat. Like well, he's a, a samurai cop, so of course he does. And then for some reason, uh, Frank crawls underneath. And even that, even even Joe is like, "Why are you going underneath?" Oh, uh, well, I'm an undercover cop. And then he looks right at the camera and says <laughs> that, and winks. God, did we get in case you didn't get, he winks again. Murray Merman Production needs uh, Mark. We need him. 
to help advertise our uh, Shishin. Uh, he would be a great Peck spokesman. Jelly. I want him. I want him. The way he looks in that camera convinces me every that time. Million dollar smile. That million dollar smile, my man. And all right, so they get they're in. They're on the compound, and they're just sneaking around. And then the the guards are kind of the stumble bombs. They're like, like oh, you know, and like. Well, yeah, there, there's one goon standing there, and by the way, Frank gets every single last kill. Right, and he never misses. Never. He's got a six-shooter, and it shoots 25,000 rounds. Well, the, uh, the other thing about Frank is everyone is so focused on Samurai Cop because he's got the wig, he's got Well, because the, the movie's called Samurai Cop. And the movie's also called Samurai Cop. <laughs> yeah. Yes, thank you. Good so, point. Yeah. Uh, but everything leads the eye to Samurai Cop. So Frank is often standing in plain sight and people just don't notice him so he's got these clear that's, shots that's their fucking yeah that's their plan it's like i'll distract everybody you just pick them off exactly and it works so frank shoots the shit out of somebody when they first get there which unlike in every other movie where you know something happens and everyone was just like man i wonder what todd's up to out there hope he's safe out there that sounded like a gunshot but i'm gonna assume Everything's okay. No, they're like, that was a gunshot. Todd is dead. We need to step into action. And Fuji, he's there and he's ready. He's like, everybody, get into position. Get these motherfuckers. So we got a whole fucking showdown about to go down here, guys. So, yeah, so they first they infiltrate the house. And they're in a tiny little house. They're probably, it looks like Akamura's house from earlier. Yeah. And they take out some goons. We see the TV gets shot up. Dude, the the, the cuts. The guys. <laughs> the guy had like something that James Maynard Keenan. I think that's the guy's name from Tool. He had some of these crazy haircuts where he's like really short top and then this mangy looking like long f- fucking mullet going on. It's crazy looking. Again, the degradation of this katana gang. <laughs> this guy looks weak. Looks like he lives off of saltines, Murray. You, like you're not bothered by this at all. This is the Katana <laughs> game we're talking about. I'm really disturbed by I'm on, you. I'm on fucking Joe and Frank's side. So I don't care. They can all die for all I care. Okay. And so they're in this. They're in. Uh, looks like the same set Akamura's house was. It's a tiny house. And then they just turn a corner, and then they're in a palatial like mansion. <laughs> Jesus Christ! What a change! What a change! <laughs> and so they're like they spread out. And then Fujiyama comes in with uh, Jennifer held hostage. Oh, of course. And we get, uh, once again, I'm sorry, we make fun of Mr. Van, but the dude has an eye for shots because we get this beautiful shot. There's this, he just, he's like, what, I'm going to make everything in this room part of the scene. Yeah. So there's this beautiful statue of a woman like dancing in her, yes, her, that's her right. head's back, her hair is like flowing. So you have these like gaps in the, in the, the body. And we, they frame it so you can just see Yama, uh, Fujiyama's face between the hair and the body of the statue. It's so perfect. It's perfect. Ser- seriously, Danzig, please call Amir. Well, call I Amir. think Amir's dead, too. Okay. So just, just watch fucking Samurai Cop. I know you're listening, Glenn, <laughs> because you took notes. I hope you took notes from our Veronica episode, and I hope you're listening here. And so fucking Joe, this is, this is the best pussy he's had all day, so he's kind of... <laughs> conflicted he's like i he's like you american cop with your cinnamon he meant to say cinnamon <laughs> but he said cinnamon and like, i'm so glad he said cinnamon though because it's he totally says cinnamon you're not gonna shoot me you've got the miranda and then frank's like i will like frank didn't give a shit 
Frank, because he, uh, 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 Fuji pulls this angle on him. He's like, she doesn't love me anymore. She loves you. So you won't shoot me. Like, wait, what? <laughs> and Frank is just like, I don't love her. I'll shoot the fuck out of you. I, what? Well, yeah, Frank's like, I'll shoot through her to you. I don't give a uh, fuck. Yeah. I didn't fuck her. Yeah. And, and like, and Joe's like, no, Frank, this is some good pussy. Drop your weapon. And so they, they do. They drop their weapon. Amir resists the urge to do a Frank uh, reaction shot to that where he's just like, oh, good pussy. Ooh. Ooh. And so they put their guns down. And then uh, Fujiyama shoots Frank. God damn. I couldn't believe this. I and love like, Samurai Cop, but eyes, getting, getting Frank shot, like, they built Frank up for me. This hurt. This hurt more. Like, people talk about the Thanos thing being a big deal. I was like, I don't give a fuck. This is stupid. This hurts. Watching Frank get shot, a man who, like, 20 minutes ago was almost castrated. I'm worried about this, not about Thanos. I don't give a fuck. He reminded, I got flashbacks to Truck Turner's partner. Yeah. Oh, my God. I forget his name, but he was so special. (laughs) We loved him so much. And, Yeah. yeah, he took a bullet for Truck. And so... Joe, like a cat, I think. I don't remember what the scene goes like. Anymore. Dude, I, it's funny because we just watched this <laughs> yeah. and we already forgot it. Uh, I believe what he did was he did the old cartoon where he pulled the rug out from underneath him. I don't remember. No. Sure. We'll uh, Jennifer actually oh, elbowed him in yes. the crotch. Right. And Joe saw the opportunity to see he ran over and fucking, you know, just Sh- got him in a headlock. I thought he shot Fujiyama. I think he, he grabbed shoot? his gun off the ground and shot Fujiyama. That sounds about right. And then he re- immediately rushes to Frank. And Frank just gets up. Hey, what's going on? Frank, what are you doing up here? You sound like you're right out of the Flintstones. And, and he's like, I guess Fujiyama wasn't smart enough to wear a bulletproof vest. I guess Fujiyama wasn't that smart. And we don't we don't have one, so I'm going to just trust me. There's one yeah. underneath this. <laughs> That's right. They do not expose Because it. there's a little hole in my shirt. See, and there's no blood. Yeah. So I, I didn't get shot. And like, whew. So that's it, Griff. Isn't it done? I mean, yeah, you know, Jennifer's like getting in there. She's grabbing all kinds of dicks and butt of Joe. And- but no, it's not over yet, Griff. What? We have to get them out of this I ranch were- house. It's like a mansion, yet it's a ranch. No, Murray, they're going to fuck right there in front of Frank. No. There's more? No. What else? What else could Joe have to do? He's got to. He's got to. Fi- only a samurai can kill a samurai. They have to finish. Oh, my this. God. Yashimito? Yamashita. <laughs> Shows up in his Suzuki Samurai. Great product <laughs> placement. God, I remember. And then this is, this makes sense. Because at the early 90s, Suzuki Samurais were super popular. And then they disappeared because they kept flipping over when they were in corners. <laughs> well, he shows up a little late to this party because Joe arrives. Unless that Joe was driving the Suzuki. I thought you were saying no. that Yasha. Yamashita? Yama. Is he not here yet? He wasn't there yet. Oh. They arrive at the cabin first. Why is first. he late? He's like the head henchman. Where was he? Fuji's getting killed. He wasn't fucking Cameron because she's there. Yeah. I'm thinking that uh, Yamashita. You know what? He felt guilty and took Peggy to the ER. And he was like waiting outside until he told her she was safe. That's the only thing that makes sense here. Because why wasn't he protecting Fuji? Why does he have his own cabin? Like, there's so many questions. But don't worry because we got a lot of people to murder here. And Murray's already forgetting parts of it. So we're going to get through this. I just watched this an hour hour ago, guys. Give me a break. Yeah. So I'm still fuming over that cake. <laughs> the cake, 
<laughs> you gotta forget the cake, man. Um, Let them so, eat cake. So the Sam, Samurai Cop and fucking Frank, they show up. And they're doing their old trick. We we first see, dude, he's got this beautiful uh, high-rise hair lift. I forget what they call that hairstyle. It's, it's, it wasn't much about it. It was a little high top. It was a, low a little top high fade. top. Low top fade. But he's kind of got that Chris Robinson look to him. I think he's that one black Chris actor Robinson. that's really famous right now. I have no idea who Chris Robinson is. I don't know. <laughs> I'm probably getting the name very wrong. Uh, I don't know. I don't. But the guy kind of reminded me of him. But he's out there, especially in Pineapple Express. But he's out there. Oh, he's got guy? He's got yeah, his little Uzi. Yeah. And you, you think that he's about to get a drop on Joe Marshall, but... We know the game here. Joe stands out like a deer in headlights. Everybody looks at him and is like, I got this honky. And then Frank's waiting there with his revolver. Shoots the guy, but this guy's like, fuck, this is probably the only movie I'm ever going to be in. So I'm going to make it worth my while. So he just... Like, uh, shoots off like a bullet from his machine gun. Dude, he's got, he's riddled with bullet holes right now, and he's covering he's like, his he's chest. He's like spasming. He's like, uh, boom, oh, uh, boom. It's uh, just like boom. Predator 2. Give me a call. <laughs> Give me a call. And so. <laughs> More like to catch a Predator 2, probably. <laughs> so and Mar- we see, another, we see yes. another fat black man who looked like Bookman from Good Times. He's got the blue jeans and the, and the wife beater on. And he's got a big old fucking shotgun rifle. God, I was gonna say gut, but yeah, he's got. <laughs> I think he has a shotgun. Yeah, and Joe. Does, I mean, not Joe, but Frank just picks him off. Well, Joe. Joe is fighting with him, and they're exchanging shots and hiding. And the thing you have to bring up about this man is how he is dancing around the bullets because he takes no cover at first. <laughs> yeah. He is dodging bullets Matrix style, and he's doing it with the. Biggest like glow. I he must have had a you know he must have been protecting himself from the Dudikoffs because he was glowing, <laughs> and finally he takes cover behind a tree. But like you mentioned, Frank's always got like you know some kind of advantage on these people. So Joe just fucking takes him out. All that do- uh, bullet dodging. Well, he shoots him once, and the guy's like, "No, no, I'm not dying right yet, not yet." Yeah. And then he goes for the, he goes for the shoot again. Then he gets shot again, and he just he takes about five minutes to die. But it's a beautiful death. So you're 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 eating up these five minutes. So Murray, guess who finally shows up after two of his goons are dead? Uh, Yamashita. Oh, Yamashita is finally shows up in that up. sweet Suzuki Samurai. Fed, when he turned the corner, it flipped over because that's what Suzuki Samurais did. But he gets out, dusts himself off. Yeah. And we still got Frank. We got cuts of uh, Yamashita just walking around now. He's Takes ready to fight. his shirt off. He just strips down to a wife beater. Yep. He's looking good. He gets his katana out finally. Cameron turns a corner on uh, Joe. Forgets that she forgot to load her Uzi. That's right. So <laughs> this is the one. This is like the one kill that Joe gets. <laughs> yeah. So she's like, "Oh shit, I got to change clips." And oh then, my god. And then Joe does. She gets. She gets like one bullet off. She only. She only loaded one bullet into her gun. What? Come on. And she's like, "Fuck, I got to change clips." Wait, time out. And Joe's like, "Fuck that." No. We want to point out, even though he's samurai, Joe fights with no honor. No. He's honor. constantly ball kicking people and low blows and shooting so, people in the back. He did. He. He fought Akamura hand to hand. That was a little he, bit of honor. He was constantly punching him in the dick, though. And by the way, while this is going on, there's constantly wig, no wig, wig, yeah. no wig, all throughout this scene. I believe the message I had last week was jarring, and yeah. the edits, cuts, random whatever. It's 
all over the place. And then there's this weird scene because apparently someone lived in this house, so they couldn't like hurt the door. So they put like a piece of plywood in front of a doorway with a two by four to hold it up. And then the bad guy like comes out behind that, and he gets shot. I think that was uh, was that Brock Sampson. Mm-hmm. And so Brock gets killed. There's an there's another Brock who is on the roof that I think Joe kills too. Yeah. He's, for some reason he he sees something <laughs> out there and he's like shooting in the opposite direction to Joe. You figure he's got the bird's eye view. Yeah, he can yeah. See he's everything on a fucking roof. There's two guys. They're <laughs> next to each other, like a foot away. Not in safe coronavirus range. And yeah, he's shooting at three o'clock when they're clearly at like the nine o'clock range. And so, yeah, they turn around, and Joe just fucking shoot. Well, Frank shoots him because Frank, yeah. Frank's got a fucking beautiful shot. But, yeah, so there's still goons alive running around, and uh, Yashimitsu, oh, God, I Yamashita. can't, I can't get this fuck? name. And uh, Joe, they lock eyes, and Yamashita's just like, it's time. So you're a samurai cop. Well, show me what you got. So they walk off into that Joe same spot that Akamura furious. Well, no, before that happens, there was a there's like like another uh, mall uh, samurai that it tries to attack. Oh Joe. my god, we almost <laughs> forgot the fucking yeah. mall ninja dude. Yeah, another mall ninja. He's he's like twirling the samurai Again, sword. Fifth string katana <laughs> gang here, man. What is going on with the katana gang? They just they were supposed to have more muscle because they took out the other gangs. Yeah. They're looking weak. As fuck. He's got a t-shirt tucked into sweatpants, and fucking Frank just puts him out of his misery. Dude, the guy... Yeah, it, it's a callback to uh, <laughs> our scene we started this episode yeah. with, where Joe is about to fight this man with a katana hand-to-hand, and Frank's like, Joe, are you really going to fight this man? And Joe does the little hand gesture again where he, like, makes a fist... And yeah. Frank's yeah, just like it's, fuck it's that. It's the Raiders of the Lost Ark callback. Because yeah. it's such a great, it's such a funny scene. Amir had to do it again, or probably, Amir probably forgot he did it because he probably <laughs> filmed this like six months later. And so yeah, so we that's important because he has the samurai sword that Joe uses okay. in the final battle. It's also just a fun scene to talk about. So we get this scene. They they, they face off. I, I, maybe the coronavirus is going on there because they're like fifty feet away. We get this dramatic like shot. <laughs> they're standing fifty feet away. Next shot, they're like two feet from away from each other, <laughs> and they're just you know going back and forth the samurai swords, and then they just drop the samurai swords and start fisticuffs. Yeah, and this and then Joe starts eye gouging fucking like Yamashita. Dude, it was nuts. It, it got it got blood. You see, this is what I like about it though. Everything about it feels like a real fight. I except kind of the sword fighting the sword fighting is pretty weak but it that's to be even, expected yeah. with people who don't train in swords right but the well, hand no, according shit, to uh zadar gerald Yak- uh, akamura did before they filmed the like two hours before they would film do some filming they would train with their swords yeah two hours well but he <laughs> but but zarab zadar is a quick learner according to himself <laughs> according to himself um, so, but it, I mean, in all honesty, the sword scenes are the worst scenes. <laughs> I wanna, this is going. This is going way back. But I got to point this out because <laughs> oh, it brings me back to this Robert Zadar interview that's on the uh, Samurai Cop DVD. We have the first scene that Robert Zadar did with his love interest was the fuck scene, <laughs> and Robert Zadar is like, wait, 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 wait. 
I just met this person like literally five minutes ago, and we're gonna be like fucking. He's like, no, 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 get some alcohol. We need to like loosen the fuck up. Really? Yes. Get some alcohol. Yeah. So they had a couple go. Well, shit. She. I'm sure she was happy for that. I. I mean. Yeah. But I don't know. Okay. Anyway. So (laughs) I hate to fucking interrupt the climactic scene. And we're so good at explaining action scenes. This is the worst. You're really stepping, shitting in our butter here. Um, So eyes have been gouged out. And whenever Yamashita's eyes have been gouged out, he goes straight for his katana again. Right. So they go (laughs) go back. back to sword fighting. And again, it's just like... All right. It's like little Sound, kids with like uh, yeah. sticks going. Uh, Sounds aren't matching at all. They're they're. Uh, it's like fucking crazy. We Disney get some van like overdubs. <laughs> you got a wig popping in and out. It's yeah. all over the place. And again, they Joe loses his sword because they do that thing where like they black swords, right. but then they go in a circle with and each then other. Yamashita, just... the villain, is honorable enough to put it down and start fighting with fists again. No way. Joe fucking closes in and fu- uh, no, gets him in I... an arm bar, man. He goes Ronda Rousey no, on No, again. no, no. He gets this most bizarre... I don't even think this is a real fucking hold. This weird head choke hold, yeah. but like from the front? Yeah. It's a it's a front naked choke. I it guess. Was, you know, yeah. the, the real thing is a weird naked choke. It's, it's a, front a good naked thing you choke. train in the MMA yeah, so you can call these moves out because yeah. it really adds to our Action explanation. Hey man, yes, <laughs> and and we get you get this crazy like close up of Zadar's face, like and like fucking Joe's looking intensely insane. Oh my god, his his insane faces top tier. Like right. only from only Paul from Undefeatable this, has a better like insane face. At this point, nobody has a better insane face than Paul. But yeah, right. <laughs> I'm just saying he's in the tier. And at this point. Matt Hannon was so burnt out on this movie, he didn't even fucking care. So he's doing like Elvis Presley, like kung fu, and like making weird. He's doing yeah. like the noogie fucking thing Dude, with his hands. I'm so happy you said that. Elvis kung fu, yeah. And and he's like giving fucking Zadar a noogie, and then but then so he chokes out Zadar, and then Zadar's like, well, "You know what to do." The Bushido code. I've I've lost because Joe goes. He's like, "You lost." You lost face. That's I. Oh my god! Because of course, if you if you're a samurai like I am, you notice Japanese losing face is the worst thing that can happen. Yeah, that to means you, you have to. You, you, You've been disgraced. You, you have to die, basically. Right. And he's ready for it. Joe's all for it. Like, yes, I'll chop yeah. your fucking head off. So we get this scene, and Zadar's got this pouty face on. It's beautiful, Zadar. He's my defeated. God. He lost his face. We really have to fight. That's he kept what, his jaw, but he lost his face. That's why he looks so... De- okay. We got to watch more Zadar movies is the only thing I got to say after this. Because do. holy shit, I love him. Um, so he's got this pouty face on. And you, we slowly pan up to Joe like he's about to fucking go full Danzig and chop that uh, bitch's face. Uh, and, and then bathe in the blood. Bathe in the blood. Squeeze that neck so the juice comes yep. out. But and Frank, Frank, he's like, no, man. We well, no, Frank is like... Wait, what you're about a my cop. ass? My charcoal. What about black my ass? black gift? And <laughs> he's like, "You're a cop." And then, then comes to his senses. He's like, "Full blood loss." And then Joe comes to his senses. You're right. I am a cop. Yeah. So he just throws the knife or uh, samurai sword, sword away, yeah. and they just walk off. You think he would just like handcuff 
book. But no, no, Yamashita has been defeated. He's yeah. seen. He knows when he's seen a broken man. That uh, life is over for him. And so normally in our movies, this is the moment because we all we always say our our action stars love to have their cake and eat it too. They're sadistic, brutal murderers. But they also want to be seen as like they care about the law. So you always have the scene at the end where they show mercy and then the bad guy is ready to shoot them in the back. Yep. But no, Zadar Yamashita grabs his little boot knife that he had on like upside down underneath his pants. I guess he was he, he knew he was going to lose. Yeah, because very he gets it. And then he just does does fucking uh, Hirikiri, this fucking seppuku. Oh, cuts man. his own guts out. You get a nice shot of Frank who's like. What? What is he doing? You get a nice sound effect. Because they don't show any of this shit. And you just see the disgusted look on Frank's face. And then he goes, ooh. And then they just walk off. And uh, we join Joe walking again. And he's on the beach. I'm pretty sure it's the same scene I was talking about earlier. Yeah. They just played With it Jennifer. He's towel on the rock. <laughs> starts fucking around a rock. <laughs> and that's it, guys. And then we get that. Well, let's play a little of that sweet fucking exit music while we're while we're talking about what we're going to do next week. Because I don't know. But, you know, Griffiths, I can't believe it's been 100 episodes. 100. How did we do that? Week in, week out. I don't know. I don't think anybody's done what we've done. We Some people say we're the greatest podcast of all time. Um, I believe it's the majority at this point. Yeah, and we couldn't have done it without you guys listening. So I want to give a thank you to everybody who's checked us out, especially our regular listeners. I don't want to name names because there's a lot of people and I don't want to leave anybody out. But I do want to say thank you to everybody who like listens every week. And I know there are people who, believe it or not, Griff, listen to us every week. No, it's very appreciative. Love it. So, yeah. So if, who knows, martial law might be reenacted. Like, this might be our last episode. Maybe we just need to quit, Griff. This is it. I don't know if we're going to... There's too many. T- there, no, Murray, we, there's I don't two. think we can top this, though. This is like the culmination there's too many movies out there uh i i i've watched several there we've got now that i'm in quarantine it's all i can do is watch these fucking movies and there's so many that need to be talked about i gotta tell you about a gang in the future where there's 12 members to 35 members and they all share one gun i love it it's the best concept i've ever seen i love it all right, well, since the world's coming to an end, I think it's our due diligence to prepare you guys for it. So next week, we're going to be doing, we're going to, you know, Griff, they say one man's trash is another man's treasure. I've heard that. And this couldn't be more apropos because trash is our treasure. Trash from the Bronx Warriors. Oh, man, we're digging out some old trash. I love trash. I love trash. And you're going to love them, too, because we're going to. You know, I. Samurai Cop also paid tribute to Trash. Did you notice how the wig he wore? That was Trash's hair. I like the way you say that because I think of Mark Gregory as the Italian Matt Hannon. I, I mean, he I agree dropped with off that. the planet. He, he starred, he, he touched our lives, and then he just went away. And yet, no YouTube, no internet fandom saying, Where is Trash? Actually, there is, and we'll get into that <laughs> next week. But before then, what? What? Here's the movie we're doing. Anyway, we've done all this shit. We said we're doing Escape from the Bronx, the yeah. sequel, the quasi sequel, the second movie in the Bronx trilogy. New Barbarians being the third. I don't know why because it has nothing to do with nothing it. But at all. I think it's because Enzo Castellari, I think his name is, directed it. Yeah. But yeah, so we'll be there, and I'm gonna let Matt finish this episode for us. Okay, Joe, keep it up.
Oh, it's up and ready. Uh, you just keep it warm. It's warm and ready. <laughs>